truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome back to Flicks and Clicks. My name is Micah, and I love you. Oh, That warms my... No, not you, the listeners. Oh. <laughs> I felt touched for a second. <laughs> okay, well... I'm joined by Jordan and Keelan, and I guess I think they're pretty all right. And um, we'll yeah. take it. We're gonna review a movie today. It's called Re Mini Science. That's how you say it, yep. right? I, that's how I've been saying it. Yeah, Re Mini Science, starring Hug Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. <laughs> Ferguson. We're gonna review. Um, uh, what's the movie? Reminiscence. Reminiscence. We're going to review Reminiscence for you today. It's going to be a good time. And uh, yeah, it's not Hug Huh Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman's in it. So that's good. Um, yeah. Jordan, have you reviewed a movie with us yet? I don't know. I don't think you have. We did. I think this is this is your very first. Wait. What, well, we did WandaVision, but that's not really a. Oh yeah, One Division and The Mandalorian. Right. Have I done another? Didn't show? you? Did you also talk um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier with us? No, I didn't watch it. That was, was Daniel. Daniel. I feel That's like right. I've been on something else. I can't. Remember. Well, you've reviewed games and all that kind of stuff yeah. too. Well, I'm really happy that you're here reviewing a full-length motion picture with I'm us happy today. Too. I'm excited. I have a question for each of you fellows. Um, have you seen Westworld, the show on HBO Max? I got halfway through the first season. Uh, it was my freshman year at Corbin or sophomore year. Um, and I got too busy and I never went back to it. I think I watched one episode and I was like, this looks really cool. And then never watched it. So. <laughs> Well, it's that is made by the same people who made this movie. Nice. So, um, Lisa Joy, this is Lisa Joy's first movie, Reminiscence, and Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother, oh, cool. um, produced this, and they are married. Wow. Did not yeah, know Lisa that. Joy and Jonathan Nolan are married, Whoa. and they made this movie, and they also made Westworld. So, I, I feel like this movie, is, Reminiscence, is very much... Like Lisa Joy's baby, so like like her, like her first movie. So it's a lot more her than it is Jonathan mm-hmm. Nolan. And so I asked you guys about Westworld because I haven't seen any of it, but it's on my list to watch on HBO Max. And so I'm kind of looking forward to it more after seeing this movie. Yeah. So um, there's yeah. a lot I want to watch on HBO Max, but the HBO Max app sucks. I hate it. It does it's suck. It's real terrible. bad. Terrible. What do you have it on? I have it your PlayStation? My PlayStation and on my phone. Um, it works okay. better on my phone than it does on my PlayStation. It works okay on Roku. Okay. Which is what I have for my TVs. That's what we use it. It's it's not bad on Roku, but it's much, much, much worse on my iPad and my phone. And so, yeah. So get a Roku stick if you want HBO Max. That's going to cost you way more than the monthly subscription. I encourage you to try it on your PlayStation just to see how awful and horrendous it is. It is <laughs> I don't, I don't so want bad. You can't even. 
And we have PS5s. Yeah. If you want to rewind, if you missed a line of dialogue, good luck. You're done. <laughs> good <laughs> yeah. luck. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go over some first impressions. Keelan, you want to give us your first impressions? Did you see this on HBO Max? Did you go to the theater? What What were your impressions of this for the first time? You I did it? see it on HBO Max just because of time restrictions. I didn't have time to go to the theater. Um, and... You know, thinking back on this movie, reminiscing on this movie, reminiscence. <laughs> I, I had that joke in my mind for a long time today. Um, I <laughs> uh, I thought it was okay. I watched it in two parts. I watched part of it last night and then the second half of it during my lunch break today. Um, and I enjoyed it more and more as it went on as things got a little more complex and the story kind of revealed itself. But for the first, honestly, like the first two thirds of the movie, it was hard for me to care about what was going on and the relationships it was trying to establish. Um, but then by the end of it, I was like, I, okay, I can kind of buy the things that it's, it's trying to sell. Um, I, I mean, I, I love Hugh Jackman. I think he does good in this movie. Um, I think the world they, setup is vastly underutilized but it's interesting um they set it up to be one thing and then they don't anyway we'll we'll get into more of that later but i thought it was okay i didn't think it was a bad movie by any means um but it's it's not one that i was like super jazzed on jordan i i enjoyed it but for the first like half i didn't buy like any of the character motive i was just kind of meh on the movie and then we did hit a turning point where i was like okay i'm really into this and i'm really enjoying it um i thought the world was really cool there was a lot going on in this movie that they just kind of threw at you and then made you deal with which is all right for me because i have a severe adhd <laughs> so i was just like actually able to focus on the storyline with all this extra stimulus going on but uh yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. Would you guys recommend it to other people? I would. Uh, uh, <laughs> it depends what kind of movies you're into. If you're into like those noir type of like slow detective movies, I would say, yeah, go for it. Um, if yeah. you have HBO Max, obviously, I would say, and you're looking for a movie to watch, do it. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman. It's a, It's got some cool things in it. Um, it's... Yeah, I would say if you're if you want to watch a movie and you have no idea what to watch and this is available to you, go for it. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh <clears throat> I'm kind of with you guys. I also watched it on HBO Max at home with with my wife and uh she's a huge Hugh Jackman fan, so she was like, "Oh, definitely I'll watch this with you." Um and I'm also a really big Hugh Jackman fan too and I love uh, Rebecca Ferguson as well. So, I was down for it. Um, not until after the fact did I know that it was directed by Jonathan Nolan's wife, Lisa Joy. I didn't know that they were married. I was like, oh, Lisa Joy, this is her first movie. Cool. I knew that before going in. I was like, okay, first movie. We'll see how it is, you know? Um, and I think for her first movie, it's pretty darn good. I'm really excited to see what else she does because obviously she can build a world, um, which Keelan, something you mentioned, I think I agree with you. I think the world building is in this and the world that they built is awesome i want to see more of yeah. it um but they didn't really show it off very much which is fine 
Um, they focused on other things, but I thought this movie was very original, very, very original. There's nothing really else like it. I mean, other movies that, because this movie, you, you kind of just like go to people's dreams. It's not sort of, it's sort of a dream movie. Some people are like, oh, it's kind of like Inception. It's not. It's more like Blade Runner, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um, it's very, but it's a lot cleaner than that um, as far as visuals go. Um, at least most of it is. There's parts that aren't, but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed Hugh Jackman. I enjoyed Rebecca Ferguson, um, Tandaway Newton. She plays like Hugh Jackman's um, ex, uh, not ex, like ex lover, but like ex um, partner in uh, the military. And so they like, I think, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they they were in the military together. That's all yeah. I know um, from the movie. It wasn't really flushed out very well and there's no flashbacks for that. But I, yeah, I mean, I would probably recommend it. I think... Like like Keelan says, if you have HBO Max, go for it. If you have Regal Unlimited or the AMC Unlimited thing, whatever that one is, I mean, heck yeah, go see mm-hmm. this. It's definitely worth it. There's some cool visual stuff, um, but it's, you know, it's not a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it was it was enjoyable. I I think you should see it. I do. It's uh it's good that you brought up Blade Runner because I was, I was thinking about this today of uh, like what, how I felt about it or what I would compare it to. And what I kept coming back to is um, Waterworld is, is to Mad Max what reminiscence is to Blade Runner. Where it's like, that's a good point. Not only because of like the water, obviously that that's Kevin Costner, man. Where, where they kind of mimic certain uh motifs from the movie obviously sure so the original blade runner there's a bunch of different versions the original version had the narration of deckard um where it was like you know every 20 minutes you would hear a voiceover of i'm in the slums and i was smoking a cigarette and i'm thinking about a girl that i like you know that kind of stuff that all the noir movies (laughs) do um yeah and that that's very prevalent in this movie a lot of narration which I'm very fine with listening to Harrison Ford and Hugh Jackman's voices. Yeah. I mean, they're and, great. And you don't beautiful voices. Yeah, you don't get that very often in movies anymore. Um, and I, I wonder um, that was a big like negative in in the original Blade Runner, and then they went back and redid it, and um, now the the voiceover is totally gone, and it feels like a completely different movie. Um, I don't think that would be the case with this this movie by any means but yeah that's what i just thought it was it was cool that you brought that up because that's what i was thinking too yeah totally yep um i actually haven't seen the new blade runner and i've only seen like most of the old one i've never watched it all the way through i so i kind of want to go very much recommend them if you if you watch the original watch the final cut that's the one i would final cut recommend okay that's i think it's on Something I know it's 20, on like Paramount Plus or HBO. I know twenty forty nine is on HBO Plus or H- <laughs> HBO Max. There's so many of them now. Disney Max, yeah. Disney Max, <laughs> Netflix Plus, um, Hulu Live, <laughs> Max, but Ultra sorry, HD. yeah, Ultra High Definite HBO Prime Max <laughs> Plus. Oh, <man. laughs> Kind of like phone names. Oh yeah. The 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 
Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra Plush Plus model. The iPhone XS Max. 5G. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. The iPhone 10. iPhone has figured it out now. They just do numbers, which is, I think, better. Yeah. But they weren't always that way. <laughs> We've talked about this with like Xbox. Yeah. Xbox three Xbox, then the Xbox three sixty. So it's like, okay, so they're just turning around once. I guess that's kind of cool. So then they're like, oh, Xbox seven twenty. No, it's Xbox one. Like, no, but that's the third yeah. one. Anyway, it's like the faster. We won't go down that rabbit hole anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Something that my old film professor said. He used the word. He he said I digress a lot, and back then I didn't know what that meant. Because it was like nine years ago. And he'd go, oh, anyways, I digress. And then he'd start talking about things. I'm like, what's digress? And I just never knew until like a couple years ago. <laughs> what does digress mean? So I still kind of refuse to use that because I still feel like I don't really know what it means. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> I don't know what that word um, means. It just means like you're coming back from your rabbit yeah. hole that you went on. Like you went on a rabbit trail, but now you're coming back from it because you realize that it doesn't really matter. Or that it's not worth the time. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. Don't feel bad. I'm with you. Aren't you a couple years younger than me, um, Jordan? Yeah. I'm I think you are. You're Keelan's age, yeah. right? So you learned at the same time I did in my life, so you're fine. Everything's you're fine. <laughs> Everything's just fine, man. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on this movie, um, but I just want to keep kind of talking. So without spoilers... Um, we're, we're not at spoilers quite yet. This will probably be a pretty short one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we might shoot the breeze for a little bit at the end, but yeah. Um, what else are you guys thinking? Jordan, I want to hear more from you. What were your reactions to this? Do you, you know, are you a, I also want to kind of know, okay, before you talk more about reminiscence or re mini science, um, <laughs> Tell me more about like your movie background. Are you a big movie guy? Have you been a big movie guy or not? Are you more of a gamer guy? What do you tell me about it? Because I sort of know, but I want the viewers, not viewers, listeners. Sorry, we're no longer on YouTube. I want the listeners to know uh, more about you and movies and stuff. Um, I'm becoming more of a movie guy now, partially because of this podcast. It's kind of encouraged me to look at movies a little bit deeper. Um, most of the movies I watch are just for like stupid fun, shut your brain off and watch explosions. Um, but yeah, I already forgot like half the question you said. <laughs> just, yeah, just keep talking more about your, like your movie background. Um, yeah, I've never really looked at movies super critically um, at all up until a couple months ago. Um, most most of the time my brain runs into like how practical real world stuff is so like when i watched um crap what was that new christopher nolan movie uh tenet when tenet. i watched tenet there's a scene where like they're pumping gas through the vents and because it's in the trailer don't worry keelan um, okay uh they're pumping gas through the vents and i'm like that's not how that works because that's what i do for work and i'm like uh and when i looked at this movie i was looking a lot at the infrastructure like how would you build that that's kind of how i i look at movies a lot um from a real world setting 
Yeah. That's cool. So what is your, what's your favorite movie? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I mean, you're on the show, so you're going to have to deal with it. My favorite movie is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh yeah. So good. For a long time, (laughs) I was denying that it was my favorite movie because I was like, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie and I will never back down. But eventually I had to. (laughs) But then you were struck down (laughs) by the Empire. (laughs) Exactly. As it struck back. Uh, eventually, I had to admit that Spider-Man Into the Vi- Spider-Verse is just too good. I enjoy that movie so much. It's so visually stunning. Like, you could pause that movie at almost any moment and look like you're just looking at a comic book page. It's so pretty. Yeah. The acting's really... Or the voice acting, I guess, is really good. Um, they do a lot of really cool technical things in that movie that I enjoy, like they animate miles um at a different frame rate from everybody else so he's awkward and clunky until he becomes comfortable as being spider-man and i just love like that little fact about the movie it's so good that is so cool i didn't know that animate him at 12 frames per second when peter parker is at 24 frames a spec a second until he actually learns how to swing and he slowly moves up to 24 once he becomes that's awesome it's so good they did super, that's a super knockout cool. job with that movie and the soundtrack is yeah awesome. what a great one i bet that was i bet that was interesting because i mean most movies are shot 24 like that's that's how it is like that's the norm i wonder how weird that was with a movie like that like i mean most most animated movies are like that but because of that so like comic book or almost video game-esque I bet that was weird for them shooting at such a low frame rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot anyway. of animation is actually done on 12 frames, 12 frames a second. Um, yeah. You're probably right. But I could be wrong. Jordan knows stuff. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, thank you, Jordan. Appreciate yeah. that. Now, uh, talk a little bit more about Reminiscence and what you thought and, and all that good stuff. What about What did you think about acting, about... I thought the plot about um, maybe music and, and all that good stuff without spoiling anything at this point. I thought the soundtrack was, I don't want to say underwhelming. It just wasn't super noticeable for me, which is something I have a hard time noticing in general. So I can't really blame the movie for that, but I'm yeah. with you. Like the first couple of times I watch something, I don't pay attention. But there to that. was one moment where I was like, oh, this song is really cool for this moment, and then they cut it short, and that was, like, kind of disappointing. Um, but I thought Rebecca Ferguson did fantastic. Um, I really loved how easy it was to, like, understand her character, even when she wasn't talking, just her facial expressions. It was really cool to be able to sit in my seat and, like, understand what was going on with her character without her having to voice it. Um and Hugh Jackman's just always great. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the girl who played Watts, I can't say her name. Twa, ta, twa, ta, uh, Tandaway. Newton. I think you pronounce Tandaway. it Tandaway. Yeah. She did really cool. Uh, I really liked her kind of dry, um, bluntly honest character. Uh, she did really good with that. Yeah, for sure. Keelan, what else are you thinking? Um... Yeah, I don't I don't really have a whole lot else to say without getting into stuff that would I guess 
maybe be considered spoilers. I, I do think the, um, this isn't spoiler, I guess, but, um, how the, the reminiscence part works is that a guy sits down in a tank, uh, goes to sleep and then they're able to like look into his memories while his subconscious is like replaying them in his own mind. And it plays out in this like circular stage, um, where at first you think, oh, okay, this is, it's just like a, like a video projection or whatever. Um, and then later you, you see that it's like the stage is like the circle with a bunch of hanging, uh, beads kind of imagine like, you know, the doorways with the beads hanging down and you have to like sift through them to go through. It's like that, but an entire circle and it's all the way from the outside all the way in. So it's all over the place. And so it reminds me what I imagine. I don't know the exact technology, but you see it in Disney world and stuff. There's, there's, uh, quote unquote holograms that aren't really holograms, but they're projections on these like 3d, uh, essentially the same thing where the the projection is hitting these strands and so it creates this 3d image um when you're standing far away um and so that's what it's used in here and it's really cool and there's a moment where he steps in while a memory is playing and you see him like sifting through it and it's like distorting the image and then he he gets there and it's it's cool i think that was a really a really cool way to to tackle this um and uh yeah, I I think the world is a great idea. I don't think I I really want to talk on this, but we'll get there. But I I think they really missed the mark in really like exploring the world. But yeah, yeah, I I'm with you, Keelan. Um, that whole projection sort of, but almost still 3D type thing that you're talking about is so cool mm-hmm. in this movie. It's that's one of the things it's like man you've never seen anything like that in a movie before like being used that way and so that kind of like because it's in the future it's 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 set in the future that kind of like oh this is a future thing it seemed way more feasible than like star Mm -hmm. trek yeah (laughs) (laughs) being a little bit in the future like it's like oh yeah everyone's you know in starfleet in their space you know like but it's, it's way different. But, like, this is more like it seems like, oh, this could be real, like, realistic in the future um, for that kind of thing. And so I, I really enjoyed the the world building in that sort of way, too. Um, I'm with you on that one. If there's nothing else um, before spoilers, I think we're there now. Um, if you have HBO Max, watch this, man. And you like Hugh Jackman. If you hate Hugh Jackman, probably don't watch it. <laughs> But who does? I mean, he's pretty yeah. great. Sings and dances, not in this movie, but in other movies. So watch this because of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would see it in the theater too. I mean, I kind of wish I had, honestly. My um, internet buffered yeah. a lot, which made this viewing experience kind of hard. It, <laughs> it, it looped in one scene, so I watched the same like... You're like, man, this well, really looks like Blade like Runner. Eight seconds, <laughs> like five times in a row. It was brutal. Was it during the no, making it love was scene? In a different scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, we're in spoiler territory now, so yeah. One thing I'll say is uh, Tandaway Newton is also in Westworld, so oh. Lisa and Jonathan really like to use the That's same people. That's where I recognized her from. Yep. I was like, go. I know she's from something. I could not figure out what else she was from, and I think that's that's what it was. Yeah. So 
let's talk a little bit about, I kind of want to talk about the world building later because I have a proposition for you guys about this movie. So we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about like the plot. what do you guys think of the plot? Um, pacing, that kind of thing. If you want, I can go first or one of you guys can go first. doesn't matter. You go for it. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I think the pacing, I talk about pacing a lot. I think the pacing was kind of all over the place, um, in this, but it also not cause it was kind of a slow burn, Mm -hmm. you know, like pretty slow and just kind of ramped up as it went. Um, and so I, I guess the pacing wasn't really all over the place, but it was difficult. Like you said, Keelan, very noir-esque. I think it's like I think it's considered neo-noir is what it's called, when it's like noir and like this, but not covered in darkness all mm-hmm. the time. Because I think that's technically what noir also has like covered in darkness. Um, I hope my film professor is not listening to this. He would be like, <laughs> wow, man, did you not learn anything nine years ago? Look, man, it's been a while. Um, but I... I didn't go to school for film, by the way. This was just like a fun class I took. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I think that the plot was enjoyable. Um, the whole love scene, or love scene, not love scene, but love um, story of this um, was really cool. The more you learned. Um, it was kind of hard to, they kind of jump you into it really fast, which there wasn't a whole lot of um, backstory with that and the way that it was handled. Um, I'll just tell you. So the, the first part when Rebecca Ferguson comes in to, um, to like do the reminiscence thing, she like meets them, Tandaway Newton and uh, Hugh Jackman's characters for the first time and just like takes off all her clothes. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. why is she so forward? Which, I mean, you find out later why she was, so I get it. But like, I, you know, that kind of took it out of, of, it was like, okay, so Hugh Jackman is like Mm -hmm. falling in love with this lady, but it's like purely physical, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's what you feel like. And then you're like, oh no, apparently it's more than that. And you didn't really see that necessarily. It just kind of happens really fast and almost like a, uh, almost like a, um, one of those sequences where it's like a, like a time flies by sort of sequence where it's just like a song plays and it just shows you like this happened and then this happened and like this happened. Kind of like when a montage. Yeah. Like when life is a highway plays in the cars movie, <laughs> just, it was kind of like that only there wasn't, there wasn't a song by rascal flats in there, which I mean, Hey, I could have brought up a couple more points <laughs> rascal Flatts song in there. But, um, yeah, so the love story, you know, towards the end of the movie, I really bought it and was like, okay, this really makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, but the execution of it from the beginning was not great. Um, but Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson's acting is so good that it you were kind of blinded by it, but you could tell that maybe the writing wasn't all there, mm-hmm. but the acting and the directing was. And so I feel like maybe, maybe Lisa Joy is a fantastic director, but maybe not as good of a writer as like Jonathan and Christopher Nolan are obviously they're fantastic writers or like Quentin Tarantino writes all his own stuff, you know, very original. Mm-hmm. This is very original, but just lacked some, some key things that we sort of needed. Um, I think, um, I mean, honestly, if this movie was like 15 minutes longer, I would have been fine with that. Um, or even like a half an hour longer so, then everyone would hate it honestly, but I would probably like it more because if they added like 15 minutes more of like the, 
the love story and more backstory for characters and then 15 minutes of like cool stuff that happens in the world, I'd have been like, okay, cool. Mm. Um, it wouldn't have detracted any for me, but, um, yeah, that's kind of what I think about the plot. Uh, towards the end, it really kind of hit home and really the ending was, was good. Um, very good. I feel like, and it really tied it up very nicely. Um, and so, yeah, if the movie was trash, this would be a terrible movie, honestly. But because it's a slow burn and the the ending kind of brings it all together, it wasn't uh, it wasn't trash. So there you go. That's kind of what I was thinking about plot. Mm. What do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you hate me for saying <laughs> that? What do you think? I agree. I agree with you on a lot of your points. Um, yeah, it was it was difficult to by the relationship especially in the beginning um very physical um but they like you said they played it off like they were madly in love with each other as human beings but at that point in the story you're like you guys have hardly known each other you just think each other you just think you're hot but you're acting like you're you've been in love for a thousand years um but yeah towards the end it, it becomes a lot more uh feasible i guess um and there's a moment I know we're maybe technically in spoilers, but I'm not going to spoil what actually happens. But there's a moment where something sad happens and Hugh Jackman is visibly very sad and he sees something through a memory where he's like, no. And it's like, man, he you really like he really plays it off well. But for me personally, I was like, man you must have really loved this girl. I don't, I didn't buy it as much as you're displaying right now. You're like, he's doing a great job. She's doing a great job. It's just, I, I still can't like buy the relationship a whole lot. Um, and I, I agree with you where I think even though I, like it took me two sessions to watch this movie and I thought it was kind of boring. I think <laughs> an extra 30 minutes or maybe recutting like cut off, you know, half an hour of, of certain moments and then add a half an hour of world building and relationship building, I think it would have served the plot a lot more because, and Jordan mentioned this too, um, I think we, we're all kind of in the same boat where like as the movie goes on, we get more invested, which I guess is pretty on par for movies, but I think it's it's more exaggerated here where it's like, it's it's hard to be invested in the very beginning. And then to, uh, at the very end, you're like, oh, man, yeah, no, I believe what was going on and everything. But, like, that I think is bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't just wait until the end to have your viewers be invested in a story, even if that was your intention to, like, have everything be revealed slowly throughout. Like, you need something in the beginning to hook everyone. And, you know, Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson – being attractive people who do it like that doesn't hook me the the even the whole twist of of why certain people were acting certain ways you don't know until you know like three quarters of the way through the movie where everything's revealed where it ends up being this whole like murder mystery but for the first half of the movie a murder isn't even in the story at all you don't have any idea that a murder is part of the main plot and then it's like oh there was a murder and that's like wait 
So it's more than just a love story. And then you get in, then it's like, and then it gets all interconnected. And then you're like, oh, okay, I see how the pieces are moving. It makes sense. Cool. But like, for the first most of it, you're like, what? Why? Why is this a movie? Like, what? What is this building towards? It's, it doesn't feel like it's building towards anything until the end. And then everything is building towards the center. And then it all makes sense. And it's cool and everything. But like, the majority of it is. I don't think you would like Tenet, Keelan. <laughs> Based on everything yeah. you just said, oh, I, I don't think you'd like Tenet. But I didn't really like it that much either, so that's fine. I still need to watch it. Yeah. Jordan, what about you? Plot. Um, so are we in spoiler territory? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so <clears throat> I didn't have a ton of problem buying how quickly their relationship went because I was like, well, it's a tragic po- post-apocalyptic-ish world i was like i kind of i can buy that you know you've made me move quickly to someone who shows you a bit of interest because everyone's kind of down and depressed in this dark world so i didn't have a ton of problem buying that the part i did have problem with was uh so may's character uh rebecca ferguson's character uh disappears after like three months of their relationship and Hugh Jackman is like so upset about this and I was like I couldn't stop looking at it from the lens of I remember when I took psychology and like the little tiny bit I went to college we were talking about how people can only pretend to be someone they aren't for around three months like on average that's how long you can pretend to be a different person and that's when everything starts falling apart and so I was like so you don't really know who this person is who disappeared and when they went back through all the memories you could see this like uh side of Rebecca Ferguson's character that she was hiding it was very easy for me to see it but hard for him to see it even when he was reviewing the memories so like I don't know if that was hard for me to buy like how much he wouldn't accept the fact that he just didn't know her as well as he thought he did. Um, But then we get to a point in the movie where his motive for finding her shifts uh, when he finds out that she stole the tapes from him and it's less of a, it's less of a pursuit for love and more of a pursuit for anger and I bought that 100%. Even him still caring about her, he his motive for finding her actually made sense to me. And that's where I was like, okay, this movie's really interesting. And it really pulled me in. Um, also, because I was trying to figure out what May was hiding. Because in so many scenes, you're like, you're hiding something. I can see it on your face. And they wouldn't hint to what it was yet. Um, and then after that, the plot kind of like exponentially just took off and it was like so many things were happening i was like what's going on even anymore um so yeah that was kind of my 10 cents about it yeah i i love what you said about how it was like a pursuit for love and then he found out more and it was more of a pursuit for anger um and i i agree with you i bought the anger portion of that way more um, and they mm. sort of seemed like, like Tandaway Newton's character was like, bro, you just, you only met this girl for like a little while. Like, what's your freaking deal? And I was like, for real, man. Mm. I was like, I agree with her. Holy cow. 
Um, and so that what you said and then thinking back on that really makes me think more and sort of agree with Keelan a little bit more at the very end when, okay, spoiler alert, when May dies and um, so Rebecca Ferguson's character dies and then Hugh Jackman like freaks out and is like really upset. But at the same time, I disagree with Keelan still. And I'll tell you why. Right before she dies, she just gets done telling Hugh Jackman that, no, no, it was real. And even though I was acting, I do feel something. I do do love you, essentially. And that doesn't have that much weight at that point. And not as much as I thought it did until Jordan just talked about that for a second. Mm -hmm. But I think it would have had a lot more weight if we knew more about the world. We knew more about what Hugh Jackman and normal people like that go through in a crappy world like that other than just a dumb narration, which is essentially what it was. And so, I mean, dude, the concepts and the ideas in this movie are awesome. The execution of them are really not that great. (laughs) There's a couple of really cool scenes, um, and man, they just have so much here. Um. So let's talk a little bit more um, about world building. Um, what did you guys think on the world building side? What did you want to see more of? What were you, you know, what what was exciting to see? Um, and how would you do it differently? Jordan, I kind of want to start with you. What do you think? Um, I kind of wanted to hear more about this war because <clears throat> I was just like, what is it like? The water levels rose, so everyone started fighting each other. Like, I guess that makes sense, but they alluded it to it several times about this really big tragic thing almost on the scale of like world war one or world war two in moments it felt like and we didn't really get to hear anything about it um and i kind of wish we had more of that um that was kind of the big thing for me um yeah i i definitely agree with you um i thought it was it was cool that they yeah, the the ocean levels rised, raised, and then uh, all the coastal cities were submerged. Not fully, but uh, you know, all the streets were were fully submerged, and so you see a lot of people, you know, riding around in boats, kind of like Venice. Um, and and then you have that whole other subplot of all the the r- very rich people buying out all of the like the highland areas where the sea level hasn't reached yet, and so they're all on dry land where everyone else lives in the slums, like you know, knee deep in, in ocean water at all times. Um, and the part that really got me that I wish they explored more was that in the first like 45 minutes, they talk a lot about how like, yeah. And everyone's so depressed that they, they never come out during the day and it's all, everyone lives their life at night and you see all these like cool in the beginning, you see all these cool, like shots of him walking down the street, like trudging through the water and their neon lights and everything. And there's a line thrown out where, after him and and Rebecca Ferguson's character sleep together, um, she wakes up before him, and then he wakes up and he goes out and meets her. And he, she's like, he's like, oh, you're up early, and she's like, yeah, I like to see the sunset, which is like the complete opposite of how we are. Like, if we get up early, we want to see the sunrise. But here's the thing: ninety nine percent of this movie takes place during the day. 
all of it. And they set up this world as like, oh, everything happens at night. But then nothing happens at night. <laughs> I didn't even it's notice like, that. Oh, it would have well, been so cool to see what the world actually was like. But they do everything when, when the world is sleeping. And A lot of action movies take place at night, though. True, I guess that <laughs> when a lot of people are that asleep. could be their so, way, but but the but you those, do have a good point. yeah, there's a disconnect between the narration and what actually happens in the movie, right there. I agree, yeah, that's weird, and yeah, I yeah, I don't know. And then the whole the, this, I guess, this isn't really world, world building, but the whole like they they build up, oh, she's hiding something, she's hiding something, and then like halfway through the movie. Watts' character is like, oh, she's a drug addict or whatever. And he's like, oh, whatever, I still love her. And then and then he captures the other guy and forces him into the reminiscence chamber. And he's like, I'm warning you, if you go through my memories, you're going to see a side of her and you, it'll be the end of your world or whatever. And then he goes in and he sees the, the memories. And it turns out, she's yeah, she's a drug addict, but she has a heart of gold and she's a good person. And it's like, what? I thought there was supposed to be some big reveal that she was maybe like some like terrible person. But no, she's she's who we like who the audience has known she's been for like most of the movie at this point. Like w- I kept thinking there was going to be some big reveal with her. And I like yeah, she plays off yeah, she's hiding something. She does that very well. But the fact that the only thing she's hiding is yeah, she's a drug addict and she's in too deep with the the wrong people and they're making her do stuff. Like I yeah, I don't know. And then the whole murder thing was just crazy. But anyway, that's off topic. The world building. Um, yeah, that was the main thing that I was disappointed with was the lack of nighttime activities when the world was set up to be mostly a night city type of thing. But anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. You just gave me the perfect segue, Keelan. Segue. You just said you just said Night City. Did you not? Yes. Yes. My question to you guys. So just for those of you who don't know the segue, Night City is the place you play in in a video game called Cyberpunk 2077. And my question to you guys is would this be better as a video game? Let me give you some backstory to the question before you answer. The whole time I was watching this, I was like, this feels like a video game. Not because of, like, I just wanted to play the characters, but it felt like the story wasn't 100% flushed out. You know, the story wasn't like 100% flushed out like a movie usually is. It seemed like a video game, sort of. The acting was way better than a video game, but the characters and, like, the way the world was... I just wanted to explore the world myself, but this would also be like a cool thing. That's like the main storyline in a video game. Mm -hmm. Did you guys think of that at all? Do you think that's a good idea now? What do you think? I think this would have been a way better video game. And I just want to really quickly say something. There's a, there's a firefight in a bar that happens and Hugh Jackman's being drowned in a fish tank and Watts is there shooting people and everything and it's explained why she says this later but she's like shooting and then <laughs> then she or her clip runs out or her magazine or whatever and she like goes back behind cover and she's like 
I'm out of ammo, reloading, or something like super stupid, like right out of the video game. Like no one talks like that. Yep. And you know, later it was revealed to like that's to let everyone else's guard go down because she's actually not out of ammo and she can still shoot people. But at the time, I was like, "What are they in a video game right now? Like, what is going on?" Yep. Yep. But uh, no, I agree. I think this would be a great world to explore um, at your own pace and like being able to experience things in that sense. Jordan, did you feel that at all when you were watching it? I didn't, but now that you're talking about it, it totally makes sense. Um, the only issue for me with it being a video game is story-driven games are harder for me to grab my attention, so I probably wouldn't have gotten through the whole story, which makes it better as a movie, just for me personally. See, but, but, but in a lot of ways, I feel like if it was a video game, it would be better, and I'm also thinking about like it would have to be like Cyberpunk 2077 sorta, where it's like open world and the main storyline is this, but there's other tons mm-hmm. of storylines and you don't have to do the main storyline. You can do whatever you want. That's what it felt For like sure. it needed to me was I, I needed to feel like I saw all the things I wanted to see of the world and I didn't feel that way, but I would have if it was a video game and I could play it myself. And so... I, I think it was like 10 minutes into the movie. I just got a vibe of, and I turned to Brian and I was like, does this feel like a video game to you? And she was like, yeah, it kind of does. And I was like, like the dialogue and like the way everything's set up, it just feel like it's a, it feels like a video game, doesn't it? And she was like, yeah. And it just never went away. Um, and so I, I was thinking about that the whole time. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean just the whole world and how it looks is like it's like cool and it's like cool for like a sci-fi movie but it's like not quite cool enough for a sci-fi movie because they didn't tell us enough but it's perfect for a video game and Mm -hmm. yeah just the way that characters interact with each other and some of the cheeky dialogue like keelan was saying i'm out of ammo reloading you know like that's totally video game that's in every video game so i really felt that way like it, it i haven't played cyberpunk 2077 but i feel like playing it now because of this movie even though it's very different i'm sure it yeah that's a good that's a good way to think about the story the story definitely feels like the main story of an open world video game where the main attraction isn't the main story it's more of like the stuff you can do on the outside the side quests and stuff and that and that's what i wanted yeah and that'll that'll help make the main story a lot cooler because you'll understand more about what's going on that's that's a good exactly that's a very good way to think about it yeah, so, but again, we're reviewing not what it could be, we're reviewing what it is. What it is. <laughs> what it is. It is a so, movie. Yeah, man, this is like weak sci-fi, um, really. It's, maybe there should be some flashbacks of the war, kind of like um, what Jordan was saying. I don't know. Um, Even like a like a Lord of the Rings type opening or, or a Fallout uh fall yeah. four opening where it's just like a, a short three minute mm-hmm. thing where it's like this is why the world is the way it is and then you're like oh okay cool let's move forward with the story yeah instead they're just like right in and they uh yeah anyway yeah war war never changes so produced by <laughs> jonathan nolan i fig i feel like i feel like a lot of the world building Maybe not. 
because I also read some stuff about how this is like Lisa Joy's baby and he didn't have that much to do with it other than money. So, I mean, but being married to Jonathan Nolan, obviously you probably know a little bit more of the backstory of how he does things, but mm-hmm. I feel like he's, he's a good world builder because he helps Christopher Nolan in that, in that way. Not that he needs that much help with it, but, but yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like her world building is so good or their theirs is together that like, man, they should do more stuff, which also makes me think like, this is Lisa Joy's first movie. It's her first full length movie. It's pretty darn good for that. Oh yeah. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the score is the same guy who did game of Thrones, by the way, the score is uh, composed by the same guy who, oh. who composed game of Thrones. I mean, Joel dear. I don't know. How to yeah. I don't name. know how to say his name. Um, Sorry, bro. You're not listening, but sorry anyway. Oh, he's listening. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, he's just a cryber for sure. Um, you know, the that's good. The The writing is a little bit clunky and weird. Um, if you're going for a slow burn neo-noir pacing, you did it. Um, the acting is fantastic. The visuals are awesome. Like, what you know, what you did see, you're not, like, rolling your eyes because the CGI is so bad mm-hmm. like you do in another Hugh Jackman movie. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine, which has probably some of the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. The CGI in Jurassic Park from 1997 is better than... Anyway, that's... I. Here we go, guys. I digress. <laughs> wow, I did it. I've graduated as a human being. And I understood it. <laughs> yes, we're doing so good. We're doing so good. Um, yeah, so with it being world. Lisa Joy's first movie, um, I am in. Whatever she makes, I want to see it because I, you know, if it gets better from here, great. Because like, you know, shoot, she's going to learn some stuff. It wasn't well received. This movie was not well received by anybody, I don't think, except for maybe us. That's it. sort of well received. <laughs> My mom liked it. Yeah. So there you go. There's that. Yeah. That's good. Um, But yeah, I, yeah, Lisa Joy, if she makes another one, I'm down. I'm down for it. What other thoughts you guys have? I I don't know how much more I can say about it. I, I mean, <laughs> it's like I'm ready to write this I, thing out. I can talk about things I didn't like about it more, but I mean, like I thought the fight choreography was bad. Um, oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. You brought up the dialogue, yeah, and I thought the dialogue wasn't wasn't great, especially some of the narrations. It just seemed very very cheesy, and like it was like almost a homage to the you know the sixties and seventies noir films, which great, but I I guess I haven't really watched any of those, but I don't think they're my cup of tea. So maybe that's why I'm not so hot. On I think this. you'd like I think you'd like a few of them actually. There's some really cool ones. Okay, I'll I'll look into it. Um. But I, you, you should probably send me some um, titles of ones you want to watch and so I can sh- tell you if I've seen them or not. But anyway, um, yeah, jo- Jordan, what else? Or sorry, Keelan, you have one more thing. Oh, I was just going to – for those who haven't seen the movie, um, it's – I just want to talk a little bit about the, the big twist or whatever and how like, – Oh, yes. He, he falls in love with this girl – and they have a couple months together where everything's sunshine and rainbows and she disappears and he has to try to find out where she went and everything. Um, and it, it goes into this big, like 
conspiracy of one of the rich guys had an affair with a poor girl and the girl had a son and then the dad dies and then his son wants all the money to himself from the estate so the son wants to kill the the one that the dad had an affair with and the son and that's all kind of revealed in the back half of the movie not even not even revealed but like it's all introduced in like the back half of the movie and so like none of that is even like you have no idea that that's what this movie is about at all which is fine i guess if you want it to be a big surprise but like that's when the movie starts to have a little bit of like intrigue to it um and i can't even i finished the movie today on my lunch break i could not tell you what happens to the son or the other son like the son of the dad or the son of the one he had an affair with i the son of the dad is just he almost shoots himself oh, but right. then couldn't do it because he's a pansy essentially is what Hugh Jackman said and so he's just like hanging out with his deranged mother and pretending then the to be his of, dad yeah, which, which is weird. weird. So creepy. I was yeah, which so I mean, I honestly, which I enjoyed because it, it makes you feel like, okay, this is what real people are dealing with mm-hmm. in this world. And so I liked that actually. Yeah. And then the son of the poor girl is safe because Rebecca Ferguson saved him but that's by all, putting him on that island. That's all we know though. The police came in and was like, hey, we're here to pick you up. And that's the last we see of him, right? And he's saved. Yeah. He, I mean, he's not dead essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I think if that was the like if we knew there was a murder or something or there's been a murder <laughs> or or that this old rich guy who died had more importance to cuz the the one he has an affair with is someone who goes to the reminiscence chamber just because she loves him and we know that he died and that he's a rich dude and that she loved him and they have to watch them all the time but that's all we know like if they set it up into more of like oh why like there's more to it or there's like instead of just saying oh it's some rich dude and i know they set it up where all the rich people are bad because they bought out all the high land and stuff if they made it more focused and you could be like oh no this is like the rich this is the man this is the the man in the high castle or whatever and he's dead now that's big news instead of like Unless I missed something. I just, yeah, I feel like the first half and the second half are just like really disjointed. And the first half I really do not like. And the second half I think is fine. And I think if the second <laughs> half was a whole full movie, I would I would like it a lot more, I think. But anyway, that's all I have to say on the matter. I rest my thoughts. Jordan, any other final things? I actually had a quick question for you guys. So the movie ends. Hugh Jackman's supposed to go to jail because he essentially tortured this dude. Um, And instead he chooses or he is allowed to live out the rest of his days in the reminiscence tank and relive all of his happy memories with May. Mm -hmm. Would you guys choose that? Because that kind of sounds almost awful like i don't know if i it's mean just... if i knew more about the world and what was going on and the world was as terrible as hugh jackman thinks it is then yeah 
But That's if fair. I only know what we know, then heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, apparently no one can use the reminiscence chamber because he's in it all the time. Yeah. Also, he'd be like way more shriveled up if he was in water for that long. He'd be also, he looks like Logan. Yeah, he, he doesn't like Logan. have like any water. I don't know what it's called. Pruning? Pruning. Yeah. I, no- I noticed that too, and, and this is going to be stupid and it doesn't really matter at all. But the first shot of him in the movie when he's like walking down the street and he goes and picks up that card out of the water. It's totally fine. It's CGI. He pulls it up. His hand's dry. The card's dry. And it's like, Seriously? why couldn't you have just like spritzed his water or his hand with some water or something anyway that's dumb i didn't catch that i think it they they tried to do one of those cuts where it goes from cgi to real and they didn't do it in the right spot oh it's man. terrible i agree with you i've noticed that too i was like uh that's why that was one of the things that was like this is a video <laughs> yeah um i think him choosing to live in the reminiscence chamber whatever you want to call it um i if i was in his position I probably would have picked the same thing even now. Maybe I don't know because it there's a throwaway line when he's like, Oh, I'm confessing that I, I, uh, what do they call it? Blanked him or whatever. Yeah, Blanking. Blanking. Um, and she's like, what? That's, that's worse than murder. And he's like, I know blah, blah, blah. this is my choice or whatever. And so you would assume his sentence would be pretty bad. At least life in jail maybe a death sentence uh, there's another line in there that he says where he's like you're you're choosing between what is it the void or when when the son of the dad is about to kill himself he's like you're choosing between uh eternity in the void or eternity in something or other and so in the can in the can something like that yeah 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 so i think he knows like i'm either going to be living and knowing that May is dead and that I am sad and I'm alone in jail for the rest of my life or I can relive my memories where it's set up throughout the movie where it's like it feels like you're in there they're like oh here to, to the girl who relives her memory with the rich guy she's they're like hey why don't you stop coming here just take this disc and watch it whenever you want and she's like no it's not the same like when I'm in the reminiscence chamber I'm there I feel him it's I it's real um, and so I think it would be worth it, at least for him, to to be reliving those happy memories. The only thing is, I, I mean, that's better than being in the can. Yeah, I I don't know if it if he retains any memory of moments past then, because in the in the uh, um, narration at the end when he's reliving the memories, he's like, "Now I see you, your your perfect darkness and your perfect lightness, or whatever he says." Um, it seems like he knows more about her now because obviously he does. He knows that, you know, she was a drug addict and all this stuff. Um, but when he's reliving those memories, those memories, he doesn't know that stuff. So the narration kind of throws me off in that. I don't think it matters either way. Cause if it, if he does know those things, then he just has a fuller picture of who she is. If he doesn't know those, those things, then he's in the honeymoon phase for the rest of his life, which seems pretty great to me, I guess. Um, but oh oh i do want to say i really like um it ends with him and may on the top of some building which is only like you know 20 feet off sea level at this point um 
but they're talking about she's like oh tell me a story and he's like a story and she's like yeah one with a happy ending he's like there are no happy endings only especially if the story is happy that makes the ending even more sad and then she's like tell me a happy story but end in the middle and he tells a story and this is this doesn't really have anything to do with the movie but he tells a story of orpheus and eurydice which is uh a story that i just recently uh learned about or or yeah learned about um a musical that I had just found called Hades Town, which is about the story of Eurydice and Orpheus, which they explain it in the movie. I'm not going to go into it. Um, but also, I've been going through the game Hades, and those characters are in there too. And it's great to see like different interpretations. and Because and, the, the story that he tells in Reminiscence is a little different than what you hear. And I think that's the whole point of tell a happy story but end in the middle. Because it's not a happy story. It's a very sad story. But he changes it. And that kind of works well with the fact that he is reliving these memories over and over and over again. He's never getting to the end. He's kind of getting halfway through the story. And before it gets sad, he starts over. And he just keeps reliving these memories. And um, I thought that was one of my favorite moments. And that was the final the final, you know, three minutes of the movie. So I thought it... It was poetic. Yeah. Because for him, it sort of did end in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys ready to rate this thing out? Yes. Call it a day? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It got a 5.9 on IMDb, which is very generous. <laughs> it got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And a 39% audience score. So not only did the critics hate it, but the audience hated it as well. <laughs> Equally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'll go first this time. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, but I also knew that it was not great the whole time I was watching it. So like I had fun with it cause I, you know, movie night with my wife, I often don't have fun. I often don't have fun. I often, I often wait. <laughs> I usually have fun <laughs> with with my wife on movie night so i usually don't hate the movie <laughs> even if it was terrible you know mm-hmm. if it was terrible just shut it off we're in our living room we can do whatever we want um but yeah movie night it was fun it was a fun watch we enjoy hugh jackman and he did really good in this and rebecca ferguson's always great so i enjoyed that um the neo-noir feel i i liked the score was good um nothing to write home about i guess one of my favorite scenes was uh completely out of place in the movie but I loved it. It was when Hugh Jackman's like going against or trying to fight that half burned face guy. And he dives where this piano was Mm. into the water. And there's like, it's like beautiful and all this stuff. And then Hugh Jackman holds his breath for like 12 minutes. And then he (laughs) goes back to the top. I loved that scene. The visuals in that were fantastic. It really didn't fit in the movie, but it was awesome. Not, if, the, if we had more world building, it really would have fit better. Um, but anyway. Not only does he hold his breath for 12 minutes, but he comes out of the water without having to take a massive loud breath. Yep. <laughs> I yeah, lost exactly. that moment. I was like, okay, I can't. Also, no- I mean, but at the same time, he was in the Navy. So that's, like that's fair. Navy yeah. men can hold their breath for like five or six minutes, but so it makes sense. No splish splashing. The guy didn't hear him come out of the water. I know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was like, wow, okay. This guy's ears were waterlogged. Anyway, um, all of that to say, the you know the city is underwater, but why? Why is it underwater? And why is it only like 
25 feet. I just don't get it. I just need more backstory of world building. I think it's weak sci-fi. Um, did you guys see the movie Life? Nope. No. Keelan, what is that? Do you hear that? Yeah. Uh, hopefully fireworks. I mean, it would <laughs> no. be great if it wasn't either of the things that I'm thinking. But it sounds it. like fireworks. I didn't hear anything. Is it gunshots? No, I think it's fireworks. Which is... I don't like. Anyway. Did that... Okay, sorry. Brief um, take... Brief moment of rabbit trail. Did you hear that last week, too? Because when I was at my parents' house, which is very close to where you are now, mm-hmm. last week for a little while, they heard that a couple of times at night. And it was like fireworks sound, but no like sparkles afterward. Yeah. It was just like a bang, bang. Um, I don't remember. People are shooting up town in your, in your neighborhood. Yeah. There's well, a lot of, Gotham. <laughs> there's a lot of fireworks in this area. That's what we'll call it. Fireworks. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I back to the movie, to the <laughs> re mini science movie, reminiscence movie. Um, I'm excited to see what Lisa Joy does next. This should be a video game. I would play it and buy it. Um, it should be a video game. Like, just do it. Just make it. I will play it. Um, I also am thinking, like, if they made another movie that's in this world, I think that would still be... It, it would be successful or have a chance to be successful because not enough people are going to watch this movie and care if it's in the same world and probably won't even make that connection. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they could, you know, or something like this would be cool Um, because it's, you know, it's very similar to a lot of things, but it's also very unique and original in a lot of those ways. Like it, nothing's original, you know, like people say they just expand off of each other. And this does that very well. Um, All of those things to say, I'm going to give it a 74%. It is a C for me. I think it was enjoyable and fun. Um, but all the things that we talked about with it just kind of feeling weird and all that good stuff, I'm going to give it a 74%. So like not quite middle of the road C, but on the lower end of the C, not quite a C minus for me. Um, Jordan, you want to go next? Yeah. So I did have a lot of fun watching this movie, even though, I didn't enjoy the first half at all. Um, It did give me a lot to like think about and was very engaging in the second half. So I really enjoyed that about the movie. I really enjoyed the acting again. um, They all did a really good job. I almost confused this movie with a different one for a second. That was weird. I was going to name a character who's not in this movie. Um, (laughs) What character? Wait, wait. I want to know. It's a character from Free Guy, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) I don't know why. Which we will talk about, by the way. Um, Free Guy review coming at you in the podcast near you. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Um, It'd be really cool to see something else explored in this world. Um, one thing I couldn't get out of my brain was how did they build all this stuff? Cause I'm a construction worker and I was just like, how did they do this? Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, if I were to rate it, I'd probably get it, give it like a 79. Like it was very engaging, which is something that's 
kind of hard for me to stay focused on a movie for the full two hours. Usually I get sidetracked, um, especially around the end. But this one actually held me in, and I thought they ended it very well. It kind of wasn't expected for me. I was like, why Why are they doing this? But it was all actually a good choice. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought... When I started this movie last night, there was three or four times that I remember flicking up on my, my controller to see how far I got and being like, wow, I'm only 20 minutes into this thing. Um, and then I watched the second half on my lunch break today and it went a lot faster and I didn't check how much time was left. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to like rehash anything that I've <laughs> said. Um, what? I just feel like you hated it a lot. But that's fine. <laughs> I, didn't... I just want to know your, I just want to know your rating. I'm just glad that it's different <laughs> from mine. Um, when, yeah. So, 22 F minus. <laughs> I would this. I would rate this a like a 64 a D. Uh you'll still graduate but your mom's going to be mad at you when you come home. <laughs> um <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not like you know, oh man, this this movie's awful. I never want to watch it again. At the same time, I don't think I ever want to watch this movie again. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the performances are great, and the world, the idea of the world is awesome. The execution of the world and the story, I, I just did not jive with. Um, it's what it is. But like what you said, Micah, if they make another movie in this world, I will be interested in watching it again. Uh, uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa Joy. Lisa Joy. Lisa Joy. Um, for being the first movie, uh, it's well, a billion times better than you know what I could do. Um, it's. I think it's. Uh, this is a a good start. I would say. Yeah. I was gonna. Sixty four percent. What a great start. <laughs> <laughs> There's makeup exams uh, and stuff. Uh, yeah. 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 Extra credit maybe. Yeah. It is what it is Hugh, Love it. Hugh Jackman great great guy Rebecca Ferguson great girl all the other people <laughs> nice nice <laughs> love it nice hey how's that movie it was nice, nice. it was nice nice <laughs> nice I, I do wonder oh, if I would man. if I would think differently at all if I watched it in one sitting in a theater because um, with HBO Max a lot of buffering a lot of blurriness to it Especially in the in the the scene you were talking about, the piano uh, going underwater. I was looking at it and I was like, "Man, this looks like it could be pretty cool." But I'm watching this in 480p right now, so oh, I rough. don't know. What yeah, it, it, looks it looked like. awesome in 4K, it dog. Very you should funny. watch it again. Yeah. Probably not. You hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate <laughs> That's it. That's fine. That's fine. Though. Would, no, I I I'm with you, man. It's like when you know you have. None of us are teachers, but let's say you have a student and you fail them and they have to retake your class and you're like, yeah, yeah, retake my class. This is like at the point where it's like, man, I didn't like you, but I don't want you anymore. I don't want you to have so to retake the class. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just please leave. Please just no summer school. Nope, you're fine. I don't want to see you again. Bye. 
Well, gentlemen, if you... Gentlemen, not you guys. I'm talking to the viewers here. I thought I was going to talk to you. That's why I said gentlemen. Well, not viewers, listeners. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a hard habit to kick. Listeners, if you like getting D's and C's on your report card, this is the movie for you. If you're fine with not caring about who's valedictorian or (laughs) you're fine with not going to summer school but almost going, (laughs) this is the movie for you. (laughs) If you enjoy long boat rides in the daytime when everyone else is sleeping, <laughs> but you're not sure why, in a world where Hugh Jackman used to be a war guy, but you're not sure how, <laughs> this is the movie for you. If you... <laughs> I think that's all I got, actually. Oh, oh man. Um, that's it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Flicks for Your Clicks. Flicks and clicks. We love you. And I guess I love you too, Keelan oh, and Jordan. Thank you. Oh. Just thanks. thought I'd bring that full love circle. You guys too. I know that was really heartfelt. How I said it, I it was really it. heartfelt. So I felt it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. What up? Maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something.